So if you're working on your mindset every day, what are you actually supposed to be doing? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for online business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And yesterday, a member of my Facebook group asked me this question kind of casually. And I was like, oh, that's going to be tomorrow's podcast episode. Um, she asked me if I'm working on mindset every day, what does that mean? What should I be doing? Do I listen to your podcast? every day? Am I journaling every day? Am I reading books, following, you know, TED Talks? What actually does daily mindset practice look like in regular every day? And it's so funny, like I never really thought about it that way. But one of the biggest sort of complaints and issues I have with the mindset space is so many people think that they can watch a TED Talk and suddenly they've worked on mindset or they've watched a motivational quote or a speech or they've seen a meme or they've read the latest business building book and suddenly like they can check off that they've worked on mindset for the day. And the reality is, is you want to use new ideas to inspire new action. And I think one of the things that happens when people are working on their mindset is that they mistake it for simply feeling better. And I call it like the quick shot of happiness or a quick dote of happiness. So they watch um, a really inspiring TED Talk. For me, I'm always going to go to Brene Brown because she's my girl. But everybody has their person. Some people go to Gary Vee, some people people go to uh, Jay Shetty, you know, there's all these different thought leaders who inspire different ideas and ways of thinking and ways of moving through the world. They see somebody kicking ass, talking about overcoming obstacles, and suddenly they feel better and they go about their day. That's not mindset. That's a coping strategy. You were feeling like crap. You wanted to feel better. You watched a motivational video. So you did. And then you felt better. That's not positive mindset work. That is positive coping. Really good, really important. I've shared with you before on the show that I pick myself up with daily doses of YouTube videos. So we all need our thing and we all have our things. But daily mindset practice, when done right and done efficiently and effectively, requires action. Sometimes you're physically moving through the world and you're doing something differently than you would have done it yesterday. You're managing a conversation differently. You're making a different kind of decision. You're choosing a different kind of path. But sometimes you're just thinking differently and new thoughts will inspire new actions. But sometimes you don't see the immediate cause and effect with that. So when I was thinking about how I could really give my Facebook community member, a clear answer. I took some time this morning and I just wrote down basic things. Now, in all honesty, every single one of these things could be their own podcast episode. <laughs> and given that I have a daily show, I just may need that for content ideas going forward. But I thought that if you all pull out like a little notebook, pad and pen, get your Evernote, wherever you're, you know, jotting down new ideas, if you keep a note of this, the hopefully today's podcast will be a good big picture framing of where you should be thinking about and what you should be identifying for yourself as you 
your immediate next steps. Because mindset without action is just thinking and nothing looks differently. Nothing sounds differently. Your life doesn't change. Your business doesn't change until you use your new thoughts to create and inspire new action. So when I was thinking about how do you start this, it comes to like core questions. And those of you who have been longtime listeners of the show or have been personal clients of mine, this isn't going to be new to you, but it's a good refresher. And it's this idea that I create an overarching umbrella over your life and business story. And the way I do that is with guiding you through these questions. Who do you want to be? How do you want to move through the world? And what do you want your life and business to look like? A lot of times people struggle with mindset at the crossroads of making a decision. They know they have to do something differently. They know that like where they've gotten this far isn't going to get them where they want to be. You know, I've said to people before that my New Year's resolution this year was I haven't come this far to only come this far, that I want to continue like taking bold steps. I want to keep trying to push myself with new actions. I want to expand my story of myself, what I'm capable of, and the reach I can have in the world with my message and the things that I teach and talk about. So what that means for me, and when you think about what you want your life to be like, what you want your business to be like, who you want to be, and how you want to move through the world, you are going to be at a crossroads. And that might be something as basic as where you go for dinner, what time you should get up in the morning, when you're going to plan a vacation, how do you um, scale your business and create new leads, what do you do for your social media strategy. It doesn't really matter what the decision point is. But when you get stuck and an answer isn't intuitive or feels too repetitive and feels too much the same, if you get really clear from the get-go, who do I want to be, how do I want to move through the world, and what do I want my life and business to look like? At each step, at each crossroad, when you're looking at that decision dead in the eyes, you can ask yourself, does this choice get me closer or further away from the person I want to be and the life I want to have, how I want to move through the world and what I want my life and business to look like. And you work on making your decisions, the big and the small ones, in such a way that they get you in steps closer to being the person you want to be in the life and business you want to have. Because a lot of times people will say, I wish I were more confident. I wish I could make better decisions. I wish that I wasn't so afraid to put myself out there. I wish I could just disagree with people. I wish I could quit my job and not have like a 24 month safety net. I wish, I wish, I wish. Well, if you look at the daily decisions you make as steps towards getting there and that it's not like some express train that you're going to get to immediately, but you arrive with a series of steps and decisions and conversations and moments of living, you then can decide, does this get me one step closer or one step further away from who I want to be and how I want to move through the world? And this will happen to me like on a Friday afternoon when I'm like in my free 
free time, I try to always keep Friday free of clients and free of, um, you know, any personal plans so that I have like set time each week. So sometimes I'll just be hungry and I'll want to grab a snack, but I'll ask myself, like, does this snack choice get me closer to the health and fitness I want to be, or is this going to be moving me further away? But it's the same thing when I'm looking at my to-do list and I'm not sure where I start. As a business owner, when I think about how I want to run my business, what is going to feel most authentic to that? What is going to get me closer to running my business that way as opposed to further away? And if you move through that and you walk yourself through that steadily day by day, you're changing your thought pattern and you're changing your activities in such a way that you may not bear, you know, you may not notice them. I just talked to someone yesterday who reached out to me and I said, oh, here, you know, book a call with me. Let's do an introduction call. Let's see if I might be able to help. And she was saying to me, she's like, a year ago, I never would have just asked you. So I'm already recognizing that I'm now becoming somebody who is willing to ask for help. That type of thing, it happens in the really small steps and decisions we make and we take. So that's, you know, overall where I like to start with people. And then I like to believe in this idea of a positive mindset. It's not always possible because, you know, and we talked about this just yesterday on the show a little bit, but this idea that like we can't control what happens to us in life, we can only control how we respond to it, right? Um, and so sometimes what ends up happening when it comes to mindset is pe- people lack self-awareness. So in moments of distress, in moments of crisis, in moments where life is handing them something unexpected, a lot of the obstacles, a lot of the challenge that people end up having is that they don't know themselves well enough to know what they need or how to respond to what they're thinking and feeling. So a huge part of positive mindset involves knowing yourself, knowing who you are and how you move through the world, even though you want to be somebody different. You have to know who you are now in order to really have a sense of how to get to the place you want to be and the person you want to be. And one of the things that you can start with when you're trying to be like, well, I don't, you know, what does even self-awareness look like? One of the things that I talk to people about is know your needs and know your non-negotiables. So for example, I know that I need this Friday afternoon time to myself pretty consistently. Otherwise, I don't show up in my personal relationships or I'm not really with it with clients because I need to unplug a little bit. I need to detach. I need to not be thinking and talking about personal development all the time. So I know that that Friday afternoon time is non-negotiable. It doesn't mean that I'm going to fall apart and crack at the seams if I don't get it, but I'm not going to, you know, just give it away willingly. I'm always going to try to make sure that I have that time to myself as much as possible whenever possible. And I have a bunch of other needs and non-negotiables in terms of how I expect to be treated in relationships, how I want my daily schedule to be like, and what I want my quality of life to be like, but to really get clear on what do you need, what do you want, and what are your non-negotiables? What sets you up for success? So many people, and this is a good classic example of this, 
know that they lose their patience, lose their focus, and lose their energy when they don't get enough sleep, but they don't do whatever it is necessary to change that so that they can get more sleep and have ac- you know access to more things. So it's this idea that you want to know what sets you up to be your best version of you. What of the what of those things are non-negotiable? What do you simply want? And then what do you need to do or what do other people need to do in order to ensure that you get them? The next part that comes with self-awareness is how you move through the world in terms of relationships. How do you have the hard conversations? Get unafraid to tell somebody else what it is you need. Tell people when they've hurt your feelings or you've been upset or you've been let down to not skip the hard conversations. Because by skipping the hard conversations, you're creating dead weight that you're carrying with you. And that a good daily mindset practice is to make sure you're not skipping something that needs to be dealt with head on. And all of this always gets tied to boundaries, knowing how you deserve to be treated, how you expect to be treated, how you expect to treat other people, and feeling confident in your ability to respond to situations when your boundaries have been crossed disrespected or ignored. And then you heard me talk about this a week or so ago, but you have to know self-care. You have to know like when you take care of yourself. What do you what are you doing? Like so many people like think of self-care and they have no idea what that is, but to know what your self-care regime is and to recognize that good self-care is non-negotiable. And it isn't always, you know, the original question here that we're talking about today is daily mindset practice. So you may not be able to do every single thing involved in self-care, but if you know there's certain things that make your day, that brighten your mood a little bit that you want to make sure you respond to and you want to make sure that you have them available because typically what happens to people is when they get busy when they get challenged they don't always pay attention to what it is they need to be their most functioning best version of themselves those are the immediate things that get compromised away people compromise their sleep people compromise their workout time or their girlfriend time or their tv time because they think they're hustling and grinding their way through business. So when you know what you need to stay charged and to stay fueled up, you're taking care of yourself and you're setting yourself up going forward. So making sure that part of every day and part of the way you move through the world is with an awareness of self-care, you're setting yourself up for success. The next piece is the piece that everybody wants to skip and they would rather not talk about it. And that's the feelings piece. When you're angry, we talked about that yesterday, and when you're angry all the time, when you're anxious, when you're sad, when you're frustrated, when you're lacking motivation, when you're lacking drive, whatever the feeling is, if you are deciding you are somebody who wants to be conscious and mindful around the idea of mindset, you have to tend to your feelings. And it doesn't mean unpacking them to the finest detail, putting them out for the world to, you know, and laying it bare for everybody to see and comment on, but to be self-aware enough to know you're having a reaction to something, to accept that you're having a feeling, 
It may not be logical. It may not be rational. And it may not make sense. That's okay. It's just a feeling. Our feelings are energy and we get to decide. Part of the control we have is how we use that energy, how we use it to fuel ourselves for good, to get us closer to the life we want to have and the business we want to run and how we want to move through the world. But if we try to skip our feelings, especially the inconvenient ones or the ones that make us uncomfortable, we're shoving them down and we're not dealing with them. And then the next thing, you know, sort of connected to this is recognizing that wherever you go, there you are. I cannot tell you the number of people I see and treat on a daily basis who just kind of run away from their stories. So many people end up building online businesses because they're trying to run away from who they are or from their past and they're simply trying to redefine themselves and create a new normal for themselves. But if you don't unpack your garbage from your past, it will haunt you and it will inform your present. So part of this is doing a gut check and that doesn't mean going to therapy for years and years, sitting on someone's couch and processing it till the cows come home. But it does mean being aware of how your past is affecting your present and where it needs to stop affecting your present. The stories you're telling yourself, the voice of the inner critic you're hearing, all of that. If you haven't yet dealt with your past, then mindset is going to be a problem because mindset increases and promotes self-awareness. And if you're trying to keep things buried, if you're trying to not pay attention to things or not use your story for good as opposed to evil or tune into how you're feeling so you can let it go, you're setting yourself up for failure. And so many people avoid their past because they don't really know how to unpack it. They don't know what parts they need to deal with and confront, what parts they kind of can afford to let it go. And that's where it's often helpful to ask for help. And the thing I tell people is that like, it's not going to take you forever with me. Like it just sometimes takes like a couple of hours even a couple of sessions to work things through. And you don't need to do it with an outside perspective if you're fairly independent and think that you can live and work through hard truths on your own. But you need to know what you're bringing to the table. You need to know and be informed about your own emotional baggage because they're informing the stories you're telling yourself. It's informing how you're making decisions. And if you know that you're making a decision to play small because you used to be bullied in high school every time you put your artwork out there, then you get to decide that you're willing to have your artwork critiqued because have, making art and not having anyone see it starts to suck after a while. You need to know how your experiences from who you used to be and the life you used to have inform who you are today. How else do you stop it? How else How else do you take a left turn and choose a different path if you're not aware of the garbage you're bringing into the table, what needs to be just trashed, what needs to be reworked, and what needs to be carefully kept because you're still a little raw around the edges when you sit with. But you gotta know your stuff. You gotta know who you're bringing with you to the table. And that's really important. 
the next thing as you're doing this, knowing what calms you down, knowing what when you're feeling something or when your voice from your past is bothering you or is the inner critic in your head telling you that you can't and you shouldn't bother, you want to be able to know what calms you down so that you can simply accept that you're having the thought or you're having the feeling without having to pick it apart, analyze it to kingdom come and just wallow and become a victim. You can become the action taker. You can move yourself from point A to point B. You have to know what you're dealing with a little bit, but you also have to know the things that calm you down. So to know when you're upset, it doesn't even matter why you're upset. You just need to be able to acknowledge, I'm upset, I'm anxious, I'm angry, I'm scared, I'm worried, I'm, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank. Given that you're angry, anxious, upset, depressed, what do you need right now? What would feel comforting? What would feel like it's adding some soothing balm to your situation? What would you need in order to have some relief from the strife and the struggle that you're currently feeling and experiencing? You know, the next thing is, is that's all self-awareness, right? And it's self-acceptance. But then at some point in time, you are going to want to pick something that you want to work on. You're going to either, you know, have this goal that you don't want to be as angry all the time, or you're going to have a goal that you want to be more comfortable advertising your business, or you want to be better at the selling process, or you want to be better and show up more authentically in your personal relationships. You want to make more time for people. You want to lose weight. You want to start a new hobby. You want to start a new project. You can fill in the blank around what it is you want to work on. But what I always say is people need to focus on one or two things at the most because we can't handle a whole heck of a lot of negative feedback and constructive criticism all at once. And one of the things that I teach as part of daily mindset is daily accountability. And if you're trying to be more comfortable in social situations and you're trying to lose weight and you're also trying to have a regular sleep prep, you know, habit and you want a morning routine, you're never going to be able to succeed successfully do all of those things and make all of those changes all at once. So you want to focus on the one or two priorities for a personal development that you have, and then make sure the personal development exercises you're doing, the things you're reading about, or podcasts that you're listening to are specific or at least related to the thing that you're working on. You know, one of the things that I, I love is there's this... Um, I am forgetting it now. I, I wish I knew the, um, the, oh, the one thing. I don't know the author, but the book is called The One Thing. And what that author teaches in terms of business building is you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know how to do all the steps. You just need to know what to do next. You need to know that one thing. And once you nail that, you can pick your next thing. And that's how you, you know, push launch on a business without having the website done and all the email funnels built and this done and that done is you simply focus on the next thing. I really like that with mindset too. Looking at all the things you want to change about yourself and your life and your business and your career and your relationships, all of that can get kind of overwhelming. But if you just focus on what you want to do next, you set yourself up for way more success because you'll nail it faster. 
But, you know, it's like this idea that you'll make one cake faster rather than trying to make a cake, an entree, a salad, and a cocktail all at the same time. It's easier to make 10 cakes at the same time or 10 cocktails at the same time. Can you see where my brain is going? Sweets and alcohol. And it's uh, not even noon yet. (laughs) But it's that idea of knowing what sets you up for success. Knowing that if you create a system when you're working on too many things all at once, nothing's going to get done. And when nothing gets done, you start to think it's not working. You start to wonder if this thing is on, if you're connecting, if anything is happening. But if you have focused attentive energy on one thing, you'll start to see results the fastest and most efficiently too. That's really important. The other thing that I like to do is to remind people that talking about working on something is different than actually working on it. I talked about losing weight that I had gained for months. I said, oh, when we move to the house in February, I'll go on a diet then. When we do this in February, I'll go on a diet then. Well, at some point in time, it was February, I was in my house, I had to start moving. I had to start eating less. I started, I had to start making more conscious, mindful choices about, you know, moving more and eating less less. I couldn't just keep thinking about doing it. It never would have happened and I never would have lost the weight. So you want to, if you're thinking something and you're talking about the thing you're working on, on the flip side, you need to have accountability with yourself towards the end of the day. I said I wanted to work on this thing and this thing. What steps have I taken today that get me one step closer to that? What steps do I plan on taking tomorrow that can get me one step closer? And if it's one of those things where it's not going to happen daily or you don't need to do it daily, making sure it's on your radar and on your schedule that it's still happening. Holding that accountability moves it from an idea to a decision, from a goal to a decision. And that's what we want to get you focused on, on your decisions, on the actions you're taking, the steps you're moving through to build your dream life and your dream business. Now, one of the things that's inevitably going to happen is if you're doing this every day, I got to tell you, it's tedious. It's exhausting. Good communication. It reminds me of good communication. Good communication when done right is a pain in the neck because you're talking all the time. You're telling someone what you th- what you want them to think and what you want them to know in order to be clearly understood. And then when somebody talks to you, you're telling them what you just heard to be clear that you understood them properly. It is really hard to do when it becomes tedious. And personal development at times will become tedious because you won't even be aware of how many um like how many thinking errors you have on a daily basis or how many um ways of moving through the world that go in direct opposition to how you want to move through the world until you start looking at it and picking apart and analyzing it. So you want to do that gut check with yourself and you want to recognize that when you lose faith, you have to stay motivated and re-inspire yourself. And that's one of the things that I hope that this podcast does. I know I throw a ton of action steps at people and I know I'm really direct in telling people what to do, but I also hope that it's serves as motivation and inspiration. But for some people, listening to a podcast isn't going to be where they find motivation and inspiration. You're going to need to know for yourself what you need 
to stay consistently inspired, to stay in touch, to stay motivated and connected to why you're working on these things. So for example, you know, you heard me use this example in my self-care episode, but I, you know, I lost a good chunk of the weight that I gained doing um, Shanti on Beachbody, his insanity program. And I hated it. I I actually am somebody who loves exercise. I went to a martial arts gym six days a week back in Boston, and I loved, you know, sort of doing HIIT workouts and different types of workouts. I'm not somebody adverse to exercise, but this guy's version of cardio for me from beginning to end is miserable, but it was getting me results really quickly on the timetable that I wanted. So every day I had to remind myself that no, this is not my dream exercise. No, this is not my dream ideal way of starting my day every day, but it was working. I went down a pant size. I went down a shirt size. I was starting to feel more comfortable in my skin, but every day I had to remind myself of my why because it was so miserable doing it. And I know too, in equal measure, that that can't be sustained, that that's what I did to lose that chunk of weight. Um, But God willing, and the creek don't rise, I finish insanity on Friday and I never have to talk to Shanti again. I have to figure out a different exercise plan. I have to find a different workout routine that fits my schedule and fits my interest and challenges my heart rate and, you know, forces me to work out really hard because that's what his workout did. Even though it wasn't fun, I then can say, okay, I did a chunk of work with him and it was miserable. I did it because I needed to get that specific result. Now that I'm starting to see that specific result, I can use some independence. I can start to tune into more about what my preference would be while I still make the continued commitment to taking good care of myself and getting myself in better health. But recognizing that just reading a book and listening to a podcast is not mindset. That's not going to help you stay motivated. It's not going to help you stay re-inspired. It's simply going to make you feel better in the moment until that moment passes. And then lastly, because again, this could be a whole course into itself, in a whole, you know, rabbit hole you and I go down to together. But it's this idea as being aware that you don't know what you don't know. So one of the things when people are working through daily mindset, I often ask them to do a gut check and a fact check and an instinct check on whether or not they are adding limitations to their story of themselves, to what's possible for their lives, to something that they're facing in the current moment or they're imagining they're going to have to face in the next you know, week, month, year, whatever, because so often we have no idea what's possible. You know, and I'm learning a good sort of concrete example of this is that with my husband's disability, we're constantly um, sort of programmed towards adaptation. Like, how can we make this situation work? How can we get the wheelchair to fit? How are we going to get into this building? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And it's this idea that um, I don't always know even what to ask for or what's possible because I'm so used to adapting to whatever we're given. So now that we're in this reconstruction project and we're redoing our house, yes, we want universal design, but we have no idea what options are available to us. We have no idea what's possible. So we've hired consultants and people who know home design better than we do to say, hey, you could do this. Hey, you could try that. Hey, this is a really 
really, you know, good, you know, avenue to think? Or have you considered this? Because we don't know what we don't know. And the same thing is true about the thoughts about what's possible, about what's possible in your life and what's possible in your business. You want to do a gut check. Because when I started, for example, in the online business space, I was so hesitant to call myself a coach because I didn't take the coaching industry very seriously. It felt like anybody could walk into the industry with no experience and suddenly be telling people what to do with their personal lives. And I took great offense to that because I have a clinical degree in social work. I've owned my own business for 10 years. Like I, you know, had offered therapy counseling. So this idea that I was just a coach like maddened me, right? Like made me so crazy. But I still ended up putting myself in this formulaic box of how to work where I scheduled people for an hour and they filled up my schedule just like I did in my brick and mortar private practice until I had coaches and consultants work with me and say, hey, did you know you could sign up people for three month packages? And even though they're working with you for three months, they don't have to talk to you every week. You could set them up on every other week, 90 minute sessions with check-ins on Boxer. And then my plans expanded because somebody said, hey, like I love talking to you, but I really only need the Voxer plan, which is kind of real time um, walkie talkie, it's voice messaging, like voice text messaging, where someone can leave you a message in real time and it's saved on the app. And then you listen to it at your convenience and answer back without having to do all that typing. And somebody said, would you ever do a just Voxer plan with me instead of using it as a support? So suddenly I had Voxer only plans. And if somebody had told me two years ago, when I started my online business, that I would have a premium core offering, offering people support real time on demand coaching through a walkie-talkie app, I would have told them they were crazy. But I've also seen that this completely crazy you know, sort of service that I offer is actually the thing that's getting my clients the results the fastest because they don't have to wait until they have a scheduled call with me. They have a question and I'm able to answer close to real time. I had no idea something like that existed a year and a half ago. And if somebody had told me I could be offering services through a walkie-talkie app, I would have said it was unprofessional. I would have sort of said it was like, sure, that's what all those other coaches are doing. I wouldn't have taken it seriously because I was held back by my own limiting beliefs of what a professional would do. But when I started to see the transformations that were possible, the difference I was making in people's lives, the connections that people were making when they didn't have, you know, in the moment where they're feeling that distress, because so often if people have a problem on a Wednesday and they don't see me until Tuesday, by the time they're talking to me about it, they're like, oh, that happened a week ago. And I was super upset about it at the time, but I guess it's not such a big deal now. But if they get to talk to me about it on Tuesday in the moment that they're suffering and struggling, they can choose new actions faster. I didn't know that. I had to walk it. I had to do it. I had to offer it. If I just sat wondering and believing about it, I never would have believed myself capable, my business capable, or seen it as something worthwhile. So it was an incredibly limiting belief. And we have we have we all have them of how much money we're capable of making of how much money we deserve to make of how big our business could possibly get at the line of which, you know, people will stop supporting us, what we can say, what we can't say, how we have to move, how we have to act. We have all kinds of limiting beliefs and stories about ourselves. Daily mindset practice involves challenging those 
asking ourselves, is it true? Have I checked the facts? Have I like decided and seen for myself that a walkie-talkie app is ineffective or unprofessional? Have I looked at what I would need to do or how I would need to shift and move to make it more professional? What could I do shift and change in order to make this work? That's the process I want you to go through for your thinking errors and your limiting beliefs is to challenge them and ask yourself and do the gut check as you're making decisions and you think you might be being held back by a limiting belief or just simply a limited perception. You don't know what you don't know. And are you willing to find out? You know, that is the that's the crux of it. I, you know, people overcomplicate mindset all the time. And depending on who you talk to, they're going to send you down a different rabbit hole. But if you get clear on who you are, who you want to be, how you want to move through the world and what you want your life and business to look like, you're halfway there. Add in a little bit of self-awareness and a gut check around accountability, around what in your life and what way of moving through the world isn't serving for you, isn't working for you, that you need to change and address, then you're three quarters of the way there now. And then when you work to stay motivated and to stay empowered and inspired and you recognize that you don't know what you don't know and you might be limiting your worldview and your story about yourself, well, then you're 100% there every single day. I hope you took some notes. (laughs) Listen to this one again if you need a little bit of a refresher. I'll dive deeper into some of these topics. If people have specific questions, I'm happy to go back and do specific episodes on any of these particular points that I made. Just send me an email over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Let me know where you're struggling and I'll help you find relief. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really enjoy talking to you. I hope you found value today. And if you do get value from this show, the best possible way you can give back to the show in this community is to use your podcast app to leave a review and to share the show with people who may need to know about it. You can always continue the conversation with me just like our uh, listener did today um, over at my Facebook group. So it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash choose to have it all. You can find me over there and we talk about the show every day. Thanks so much for listening today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.